Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It was a cool Valentine's Day in Parkland, Miami in 2018. The staff and students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School had no reason to believe that it would be a day that was different to any other. Yet 19-year-old former student Nicholas Cruz had other plans. When you see me on the news, we'll all know who I am. <laughs> You're all going to die. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. Even though I didn't want to get in the car, I had to. With Amanda Howland and Robert McKnight. Hello, I'm Rob McKnight. Welcome to Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. It's a brand new season and we need this lady to make it all possible. It's Amanda Howard, true crime author, criminologist, and you might also know her as the serial killer whisperer. Happy new season, Amanda. Happy new season, Robert, and happy anniversary as well. Happy anniversary? Uh, Yes, we're at five years as of last week. Oh, my goodness, we're on season 16 (laughs) in five years. How the hell does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I had to do the sums. It's like, oh, my God, yes, that is a lot of work that we've done over the years, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. You have certainly done a lot of work and provided a lot of insight, and we appreciate it. Uh, Amanda, it's important to note that this is an episode about a school shooting, but we're not going to talk about gun control. That's a whole other issue. Oh, yes, and if we do, I get a lot of hate mail anyway, so (laughs) I thought we'd leave the gun control out of this and because it's not going to bring these people back, so it's more about uh, the victims and how they ended up being at the other end of the gun of Nicholas Cruz rather than actually talking about how he got a gun or why guns are important in the United States. And to be honest, the, the story here is about the actions of one man and how it impacted a whole community. Exactly, exactly. So it's just about this case and not about gun control. So don't worry, guys, I'm not going to get on my soapbox for this one. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it because it is a serious one. And on February 14, 2018, former student Nicholas Cruz was dropped off off at Stoneman High School by an Uber driver at 2.19pm. With him, he had a backpack and a rifle case. A staff member recognised the man and mentioned to another staff member that Cruz appeared to be walking with purpose. The first staff member continued about his day, while the other staff member locked themselves in a closet. Cruz moved to the stairwell as another student, Chris McKenna, opened the door to head to his class. Now, here is McKenna on the stand describing those moments as reported on WSVN-TV. Chris McKenna encountered Nicholas Cruz in the stairwell of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School freshman building just before 2.30, February 14th, 2018. He said to me, 
Get out of here. Things are about to get bad. If uh, you saw the person that was in the stairwell with you, would you be able to identify him? Yes, sir. You see him in the courtroom today? I do. He pointed to Nicholas Cruz. McKenna says he immediately ran to find coach Aaron Feiss in the parking lot. There's a couple of things out of this already, Amanda. I just want to go back a bit. I mentioned that the staff member spoke to another staff member and said he's walking with purpose. But that second staff member actually locked himself in a closet. Yeah, so um, he thought, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. This guy has a duffel bag with him and he's walking, as you said, with purpose. So um, he sort of had a suspicion about what was going to go down and so he went and uh, saved himself. I'm not really sure how to process that. Did that person call the police? No, that person stayed in that closet for an hour or so. Hmm, Okay. Yep. Let's move on, um, because I have to ask, why didn't Cruz kill Chris McKenna? We've seen this before in Columbine and other shootings where people are randomly left alive. Yeah, and it's because of, of, of situations like this. Uh, Cruz didn't walk through the front door of, of that corridor of that uh school building he actually went through the fire escape because he wanted to pump himself up he wanted to be ready to go he wanted to come out firing and you know all guns blazing and McKenna was just sort of taking a shortcut to to the next floor so he w wasn't ready for, for for this encounter and so he basically said get out of here uh because you know this is what's going this is what's basically about to go down because it, it was pretty obvious by that point as as we saw in that film just then but uh, the fact that McKenna went and found uh the coach that will be important later as well uh because um uh coach vice doesn't actually make it okay and obviously cruz does because he was in that court case that we just saw the pictures from there was a reaction shot from him and usually these things will end in their own suicide Yes, it's usually suicide by cop. Otherwise, that they, they take themselves out. So it is interesting. It's it's good to catch these killers live. You know, um, we have Martin Bryant in in Tasmania too, who did the Port Arthur shootings here in Australia, and unfortunately, no one can talk to him. No one can uh, uh, interview him or, or do any research on the psyche behind a mass killer. And though we have um, a lot of these sorts of cases, they do often end with suicide. So the fact that Cruz is alive and well. Um, it, it it gives us an opportunity to see what makes him tick. And I think mm. by the end of this, we may know exactly why he, he ticks, but um, he's going to be someone I'm actually going to see if I can follow up with and just get that little bit more insight um, soon. You're going to do what you do. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do uh, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, get into it because at 2.21 and 33 seconds, and, and this has been timed down to the second and there is a timeline here that we will follow as i said at 221 and 33 seconds cruz pulls the trigger on his firearm but nothing happens the first to be shot were martin duke and luke hoyer who were standing near the door of room 1215 that's also where gina montalto was also sitting unfortunately none of them survived Ashley Bays was walking towards the bathroom when she was shot. She ran into the bathroom where bullets ricocheted off tiles and set off the fire alarms. Ashley survived as many students now emptied into the corridor. Bro, what? I know you. I know you guys hear me. 
Now I'm going behind the cupboard. Right? It's not like somebody in the bathroom. Oh, so this episode is very video heavy that shows what happened. If you do want to see those, go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions and on the $25 tier you can see those videos. Uh, you also get the monthly chats and a whole heap of bonus content. Over on Uscreen, you can go to nwm.uscreen.io uh, and you can also get those videos for um, a monthly fee. But have a look at what suits you. This is one that's probably worth having a look at because we just saw a classroom in real time, it was normal, and then the moment when they realised something was going wrong. Okay, seeing real-time reaction as you would expect it's pretty much what you would expect, Amanda. We imagine everyone at the moment of hearing what they think might be gunfire driving under de diving under desks or hiding in a cupboard like one student did in that clip. But in, re in reality, we really do wait for confirmation. You can see that there. Is something wrong? I think something wrong, but I don't want to be seen to be yeah. overreacting. Exactly. I mean, we've all walked through a shopping centre where, where the smoke alarms go off. We all go, okay, yep, and, and we keep going. Um, at work, we have fire tests the whole time, and everyone doesn't even hear them these days. We just yeah. sort of all go, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, I was actually in a armed robbery one time, and we're all sort of standing there going, uh, like, is this really what's happening? Like every, everyone just sort of froze and we had no idea what was actually going on. And it's just weird that we don't react how we think we would react, that, that you know, that we would expect these kids to think, oh, my God, a school shooting, and, and they would dive for cover. But that one kid did and they were making a joke out of it until that smoke mm. alarm went off and then they realised something was happening. But as they said, oh, I think it's just someone in the bathroom, you know, playing around. Yeah. Well, as the shooting began, security called 911. 911, what is your emergency? Yes, I just got a call from Douglas High School. Um, a female on the line advised me they believe there's a shooter at the school. Okay, at Douglas High School? In yes, City. in Parkland. 5901 Pine Island. Okay. 5901 Pine Island? Yes. Okay, let me see if they're working anything there. Second-hand information from a student. A female called in. It sounded like possible shots in the background. I think I heard five or six in two different bursts. 17 Juliet 3. 17 Bravo 3. 17 Bravo 4. We have possible... Could be fire I think we got units in District 15, possible shots fired at 5901 Pine Island Road at Stoneman Douglas High School, possible shots fired at Stoneman Douglas High School. Okay, let's recap what happened there. At 2.21 and 41 seconds, crews moved from the doorway of room 1215 and to the door of classroom 1216. He sent two volleys of shots through the door's glass panel. Eight students were shot. Three were killed. Five survived. Here is the footage from inside room 1215 as terrified students recorded the shooting. Holy oh my 
Yeah, it's certainly scary stuff. And, of course, with social media, the immediacy is that we find out about these mass shootings straight away and we see them unfold. Amanda, it must be truly terrifying for students to wonder if it is their school next and for parents to be witnessing this on social media, possibly. Exactly. I mean, this was almost live streamed, you know, and, and there are a few clips that we, we will use from students that were there. I mean, that was 15 seconds. And I think it's the most terrifying video I've ever seen. And I've spent my life looking at, at, at things like this, just the fear of those kids and actually hearing how close that, that gunfire was. Mm. Um, it's, it's just absolutely terrifying. And, and they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if, if, if they're next. And there are people in, in that, um, 15 seconds that were killed later obviously not in this clip that we have here and it's just um we we're seeing them um unfold in 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 real time and that's why we can actually put down these sort of timelines to the very second because we have these timestamps of these events of what these kids are going through as they hear that that volley of gunfire just outside their door and because they they are on cameras and they're filming themselves and all of that it's always there and so it for, for 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 time now it is going to be that we see these as soon and as they are happening okay at 2:22 and 13 seconds calls from students and parents to 911 started coming in as crews moved towards rooms 12:14 and 12:15 again six students were shot two dead four survived We're at Stoneman Douglas High School, and I think there's a shooter. Hello? You still there? Talk to me, please. Stoneman Douglas High School is being shot up. Is being shot up? Are you at the school? I can't hear you. Are you at the school? She says she's behind the desk right now, but the shots were close. Hopefully she's going to text back right away. The shots were close to her? Yeah, close to her. Okay, just... She, she's behind the desk. There were also calls made between parents and their children, and as you can imagine, they feel helpless. I love you. I love you. It's going to be fine. Can you hide somewhere? Can you play dead? If you shoot, you need to be dead. If you shoot, be dead. Amanda, we literally have a mother telling her child to play dead. If he shoots, you just play dead. That's what she said to her child. That has to be terrifying as a parent. I mean, I think it's terrifying for everyone just to think that that's what we have to say to our kids. Um, you know, it, it, it happened at, at the Christchurch um, shooting as well that some of the men that were in that mosque were shot. They weren't killed, but they knew they had to lie still and just hope that the um, gunman actually walked past them. And, you know, the, the fact that the parents are saying this, you know, it's just heartbreaking and they're just outside thinking, what the hell are they going to come home to me today? And mm. these kids are ringing their parents. They're just to, to say their farewell. 
these kids are now living in hell and they have to say goodbye. And I love you, Chad. They're parents who just say play dead, you know, hoping that that will actually get them through what's what, what was happening. It's a situation no child and no parent should ever have to be in. Uh, let's keep going because at 2.22 and 48 seconds, security officer Chris Hickson opened doors that actually led to where Cruz was shooting. Cruz aimed and shot Chris, who was able to escape moments later when Cruz moved his attention to others. At this point, he shot four people. One died, three survived. <laughs> So at 2.23 and 36 seconds, Cruz headed to the second floor, but finding no one there, he exclaimed, no one is here, Amanda. I want to make a point about some of the footage we're seeing, because you've come across uh, a video that really has a map of the school, shows where Cruz is and shows the security camera at the same time. This is a really um, in-depth look at where everyone was at the actual moment. Yeah, and it actually uh, is quite telling on how people reacted to what was going on because um, right now we just have security on, on site and so they've called through those that didn't hide in closets um, and they're waiting for backup, but they're actually not going to where Cruz was. They're actually heading away from it. Chris was one of those ones who, who accidentally sort of come across what was going on and got shot um, and, and was able to hide, but you know, Cruz was able to to continue what he was doing. So active shooter isn't actually taking um, control right now. So they're running and fleeing rather than trying to take him out. Interesting. Um, I'm also going to post a link to that video that we have used as a reference point in this episode so that you can go and watch it in its entirety if you like. Of course, we will continue to break it down here on Monsters Who Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, let's return to his time to the timeline now, and it is now 2.24. The shooting began two minutes ago, and as responders headed towards the school, interne internal security report what they hear and see. Peterson, one of the security guards, radioed to lock down the school. Cruz came upon Hickson, who was hiding, and shot him again. Okay, so 
Peterson thinks it's fireworks but does go into active shooting procedures. He identifies that the 1200 building is where it's coming from as emergency services head this way. Amanda, Peterson stood at the end of Building 7 and didn't move from that location for the next 48 minutes. Yep, so while children are dying inside uh, the 1200 block, uh, he is standing outside. That's as close as he, he decided to get, and he wasn't getting any closer. So that's why he's saying, oh, it could be fireworks. But, you know, we, we know that Chris Hickson has, has been shot, and now he's been shot again because crews come a, a, across him in his hiding spot. Um, but Peterson's just going to stand there. Peterson has stood at that place now for the entire shooting, and he's not going to move from that spot, as you said, for almost an hour. I hope he feels good about himself. <laughs> Seriously, I mean... You'll wonderful. see, you'll see. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, there is more to that part of the story, I can tell you that. Okay. Well, it's now 2.24pm and Cruz takes the stairs to the third floor and he continues shooting. Another security guard, Bonner, is heading towards the gunfire. He comes across assistant coach Aaron Feese. The 37-year-old has been shot and would later die from his injuries. Bonner calls in the code red. There is no longer any doubt that this is an active shooter situation. Okay, so Amanda, this is what we were getting at. The first casualty, the football coach, was found, but Bonner and Peterson do the unthinkable. Neither of them head towards the gunfire. These men were hired to serve and protect and prove to be cowards. Yeah, I mean, in 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 that um, image just then that we saw, we have um, the security guard actually backing back in his golf cart away. He didn't even bother to turn around and drive away. He just, you know, back backwards rather than actually trying to be there and trying to help or trying to get kids to safety or do any of that. He said, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. At 2.24 and 32 seconds, Cruz moved to the third floor. There he shot at students and teachers over the next minute in various locations along the hallway. Six people were shot and killed during this time. Though the security personnel move away, an unarmed off-duty police officer, Sergeant Heinrich, well, he headed towards the gunfire as Sheriff's Deputy Kratz reports the gunfire coming from near the football field. Okay, Amanda, so we now have two officers now on campus. Bonner actually sees Heinrich and heads towards him. Yeah, yeah, so which is away from the gunfire, but um, mm. Heinrich is actually coming on. He isn't armed, but he knows, and that's him, him screaming to, to get the place locked down. He knows what's going on. He is there, and he's about to, like, take over and get shit done because these two security guards are absolute fucking dickheads. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see the community reaction to those two. Well, it's now 2.26. Peterson continued his radio commentary from his spot of safety near Building 7 as emergency services begin to arrive. Cruz, for his part, is now in the teacher's lounge on the third floor and is firing at windows. Sergeant Heinrich spots a wounded student in the car park near, near Building 13 and goes to help. Uh, 26, so we 
So just in that last part, we had crews attempting to shoot out of the windows. This is chaos. I can't imagine anyone wanting to go into that. But at the same time, if it were my kids, I'd want to know that those that are there to protect them actually do their jobs. Now, I don't want to keep harping on this, but I am disgusted by the actions of these people. Uh, they were armed. They could have taken crews out, Amanda. Exactly. And the fact that um, that Peterson wanted to say that they were fireworks rather than it's a possible shooter. I mean, let's think about it. If there's fireworks and the school, whoops, the cops turn up, the fireys turn up and you go, oh, sorry, false alarm. Wouldn't you rather be a false alarm and actually have them turn up rather than have them say, no, 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 don't, don't come, don't come. And Who's lighting fireworks in the middle of seconds. the day? I mean, it happens. I know it happens. But the, the fact is, let's, let's like... Um, you know, uh, on the side of caution and maybe see that we can protect kids. Hey, fireworks can cause fires, you know, like let's mm. get people here that can help rather than just saying, oh, I think it's fireworks, guys, you know. Mm. It makes no sense. Yeah, It doesn't. Okay, another Coral Springs police officer, Sergeant Reed, he hears about the shooting secondhand from the fire department and rings dispatch to confirm. I just had one of the fire admin go by and make reference to an active shooter, Ted Douglas. Anything to that? 10 4 Kilo 23, we are. There is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. We can hear them in the background. Our 911 lines are blowing up. We have multiple units on the phone. Some are giving EMD. It is confirmed. So, hang on. Are the cops hearing this second hand? Yeah, because they're sending in just the sheriff's department and the fireys. So, you know, the cops are going, what the hell's going on? Um, and, yeah, so they had to ring up dispatch to say, is there a is there a active shooter happening? This is how ballsed up this event was. This is just an absolute freaking mess. I know it's insane. I know that, you know, that we don't want to be well in these sorts of things happening. But the fact that um, a cop who works for the local department had to hear about it secondhand is just just makes no sense yeah well they can put all the precautions in place which they do at these schools they do their drills they hire security but if you have cowards and chaos none of it helps yeah. it's now 226 more than five minutes since crews fired that first shot and we can hear emergency services in the background of a student's recording inside the building <laughs> Okay, so Amanda, police, they're actually might be on their way, but it doesn't mean that they are safe, does it? No, and, and, and that's what the active shooter protocol is all about. And it's something that was learned from Columbine, which we have to remember wasn't actually meant to be a shooting attack. It was supposed to be a bomb terrorist attack sort of thing. But um, in, in, in its simplest terms, it's about getting these kids safe and getting them out, and usually by taking out the shooter. And the, sh the, the school shooters and the shopping mall shooters and everything, they know that, that this is probably how it's going to end because that's the protocol. Go in, kill them. It's done because then you've saved, you know, 
20, 30 children um, because of this one guy who, who has gone in, in firing. But uh, with the emergency services waiting outside and like, you know, security guard Peterson outside, he's still actively shooting. That's the issue. These kids are not safe until they are off this property. With mm. Columbine, they waited outside for hours. I think it was three hours that they stood outside whilst the two boys were in the library just shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. Basically, no one left that library alive, including including the, the, the two shooters. But this is why they're supposed to go in quick. This Peterson or Hickson or the other guy that, that hid in the closet, had they taken him out with that first shot because they followed him in, bang, over. Yes, that he could turn around and shot them. There's all of that that could have happened, but standing yeah. at block seven or standing at the other end of the football field is not going to save children's lives. Definitely not. All right, it's now 2.26 and 38 seconds. Footage now moves to the body cam of Florida Sheriff Deputy Josh Stambar, who is located outside the school property on the street nearest to the gunfire. those not on the video stream as i said that footage was from a body cam we can hear sirens and more importantly we can hear the gunfire amanda when we were watching that uh my wife amanda said i wish he'd hurry up because we're watching him there putting um the vest on the bulletproof vest and you know he's not really moving but then right at the end we heard um keep 500 meters or, or yards whatever terminology they use but told to stay away from the shooting did i understand that correctly yeah yep um and to make it more clear uh this is active shooter protocol you don't stay 500 yards away from the building that's peterson again saying you know stay away because he thinks it, it, it might be fireworks um and uh hang on that, so that Josh wasn't Stenberg, hang on so sorry the the audio we yep. heard was peterson talking yes the security guard okay telling people to stay away from where the shooter is. So Josh Stamberg, the deputy from uh, Florida Sheriff's Department, sat there, didn't move, 
he put on his 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 Kevlar vest and made sure that his body camera was was there to be seen, and that's where he sits. He's not staying I, away because he was told to. He stayed away because he chose to. Okay. Let's take a look at another deputy's body cam. This time it's Deputy Eason. You heard all those gunshots? No problem. It sounded like a, at least a dozen. At least. That's only when I got here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on the scene. I heard the gunshots. They're a few feet away from me. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. But I was at the school when the shots were coming out. I'll call you back. This just wouldn't happen in Australia because they're standing way back. You know, the, the, the police officers in Australia would, would be going in. I don't understand what's going on here at all. Well, it's it's interesting because he is standing there talking to one of the other guards sitting at the other end of the um, football field again. And, I mean, we, we've been using a time frame from one of the, the news channels, and I'd love to bring up a graphic if we mm -hmm. can, Amanda. And it's just to show where everyone's standing during this active shooter um, gunfire. As, as we can see on, on this image, they are all outside, basically, of the school perimeter. There is no one anywhere near buildings 12 or 13. They're actually standing, like, on, on the street above the school. And Peterson is still the closest, though, but he's still at Block 7. Um, but everyone's standing outside, just, just going, wow. Yep, there's an active shooter. There's children dying. And we're going to stand out here and say, oh, I could hear the volley of shots. It, it's... <sighs> And we know that every second counts because every second this guy's allowed to roam free, he can be shooting another victim. And, you know, it takes more than one second. He gets off a lot of shots in one second, you know, and mm. children and students and teachers and the coach is dead, you know, like all of these people are waiting for the cavalry and the cavalry is standing out there with their, with their Kevlar vests on saying, oh, I can hear it. It's it's just abhorrent. Yeah. Well, it's now 2.28 and 50 seconds. Cruz is actually caught on an outdoor camera. But get this, he's running from the scene. He catches up to the crowd of students and he joins them, leaving the school grounds as just another student, Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, he's just out of there. You know, it's absolutely incredible that he could do that. Surely if anyone saw him shooting, they would have recognised him because he is an ex-student. Mm. But he was able to just dump his bags and just sort of head off and he actually heads to McDonald's. Okay. Well, you know what? There's more to be assessed on this. So next episode, we're going to break down the arrest of Cruz and his manifesto. So this will be interesting, Amanda, to go through what what was going through his head, right? Yeah, we're going to do, you know, from months out up until that point of, of, of the firing happening and everything, we're going to see what he thinks, how this happens. And his video uh, recordings are actually quite interesting. And uh, his his search history, it's similar to mine, which is scary, and I shouldn't make that joke, <laughs> but um, it's interesting of what he was searching for that, um, you know, were they red flags or are we looking at it in hindsight and saying, oh, you know, if people look up that, they, they're going to be a school shooter.
Yeah, it's a very good very good point. And we'll break that down next week in Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions. I'm Rob McKnight. She was Amanda Howard. Thanks very much, Amanda. Yep. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.